Drink it in now. Deep left side carry on. Picks on the block. At the five. At the two. At the one to the end zone. Touchdown Detroit Lions. Drink it in now. Get up Stafford throws. It is end zone. I love the Lions. Say it with me. I love the Lions. Drink it in. Detroit Kool-Aid. What is going on, everybody? We are back. We are back in the building. I am happy, honored even, to announce that the one and only Grifka is in the building. Grifka, what's going on, buddy? Hey, man. Football's back. Sort of. Kind of. Yeah, I guess it is. Uh, preseason it's week one, start. man. We're going <laughs> to... <laughs> we're going to talk all about it. And the reason I pumped Grifka up and said I was honored and just happy to have him is because before we even get going, I've got to tease this. You guys are going to have to wait till the end of the show. But Conrad from Huntsville called in again. Those of you that listen to the show know he's called in before. He's left a couple classic calls on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast listener line. This is one you do not want to miss. And uh, like I said, I set Grifka up in the beginning because – Grifka may have to deal with Conrad at the end of the show because I think he had an issue with Grifka. That's just, like I said, it's can't miss. It's hilarious. You got to check it out. Grifka, are you ready for the show? Do you think you're going to be able to deal with Conrad or, or am I and him going to take you down today? No, nah, we'll, uh, we'll be good. Let's go. <laughs> oh, man. So everybody hang in there with us to be a good show. Grifka, um, Tom Savage got banged up. Uh, fails absolutely failed in week one josh johnson comes in here as a quarterback like any thoughts on him as a player and and maybe if he could bring any any juice anything to the table yeah josh johnson he's what your typical journeyman i think what he's been been on like what seven or eight different teams now i this is like one of those guys like there's nobody better you know there's nobody better i mean I, you know, it's just I, he's going to be. I don't think he's going to be any better than what the Lions had before. I know everybody was all like, you know, Tom Savage. All I hear is like this guy can gun the ball around, but he always had a history of concussions, and that uh, hit that he took the other night looked pretty bad. So, you know, trying to watch him stand up at that point, I'm just like, yeah, another concussion right there. So, but you know, we get Josh Johnson. Sounds like they tried out a couple different guys. They were happy with him. I, I don't see him any different than what they have right now. All right, Griff, are you done killing our audience there? Can I go now? Well, well, let's hear how he's going to throw up for 4,000 yards if Matt Stafford gets hurt, you know, probably like 28 touchdowns. So go ahead. Okay. Okay. So Grifka said all the things that most people would say or that you could look up at any day of the week and just spew out. Uh, he's not going to do anything. He's played a lot of places. Grifka, this guy's played on 13 teams. He's been all over the league and he keeps getting jobs. So he must be doing something right to stay in the NFL. Secondly, uh, if you can go to all those different teams, you know, lots about offense and you learn a lot of offense. So that's a good thing. This guy has feet. He can move. He can run around. He can, uh, do some things that way, which is something the Lions have not had. They've always had these stiffs back there. So long and short, I still think that 
Savage, yeah, that concussion looks real ugly, and I hope he's okay, and I think he will be okay, and I still think he'll probably be the number two on this team, but I think you could see some flashes from Josh Johnson. I think if he does flash in the preseason and plays better, I saw an interview with him today, real good head on his shoulders and a guy that you know, has some rapport with this coaching staff. I think he had worked with the guy from Houston before, so I, I don't think it's out of the realm for this guy to – play well, maybe use his feet a little bit, get people excited, and then maybe push Tom Savage for that job, especially if he's not healthy. So that's the uh, not only the positive spin, but the uh, the look ahead of what this guy could bring us rather than what you detailed, which is, you know, all the things that he can't do. Well, that's an awful lot of spin you put on that to make him sound like he's a decent quarterback. And would you say 13 teams? Yeah, you're right. He's uh, probably, you know, well worth the, uh, you know, you know, signing, you know, bonus or whatever we gave him. So, uh, okay. This guy started games in the NFL, Grifka, and he turned down so some jobs. So. so Tom Savage. So and we weren't too impressed with him even at practice. So, yeah, well, we'll see what happens. Like I say, I think that uh, he, he might be fun to watch in the preseason and uh, we need something at the backup quarterback position. So let, let's expound on that. It, Lions seem really banged up. I mean, lots of injuries across the board, all over the place. Our high skill guys, uh, our defensive studs, and then in that first preseason game, you know, quite a few injuries as well that uh, that seem to bite us. So, um, what are your thoughts on the overall health of the team and just uh, some of these injuries? Will, will they lag? Will they not? What's your overall thoughts on it? I mean, everybody says, you know, football's a contact sport. It's going to happen. But I don't know if it's one of those things since there's less hitting, if bodies just aren't used to it. You understand what I'm saying? If, you know, I mean, they can only hit so much in practice. And then they're going out there. And then, you know, even like when we were there, they had pads on. And it was the other teams like we don't want any injuries. So they're really not hitting a whole lot. And then they go out there and bodies are just flying into each other. So I can see why the injuries happen. But um, hopefully they don't linger. It was uh, the curse one. Obviously, he's going to be out for a bit because that did look pretty nasty as well. Um, I was, you know, watching the game and Kilgo, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of the defensive stars playing, but he seemed to be doing pretty good. Um, you know, I'm not saying that would have, you know, won him a spot on the roster, but, you know, he was having a pretty good game till he got hurt. So it's it's one of those things like to happen, and I just hope they don't linger and really, really affect the depth of this team because that's one thing, you know, obviously when we touch a touch base about the game, you know, that's one thing that seemed to be, you know, maybe it wasn't there like we thought it was. Yeah. I mean, for me, like I, I was real frustrated, you know, we had a ton of fun before the game. Then we get into Ford field and that ball gets kicked off and was really not only not fun to watch, but everybody is going nuts on Twitter and everywhere about how bad we looked and, I'm sure you'll get into this more later, Grifka. But for me, it's it's the preseason. I, you want to see your team. You want to see the players. But it's all about just getting people right. I mean, there's no reason to rush a guy. Hey, we need you to play in this meaningless preseason game. And he might tweak some, may hurt some. So holding guys out, you know, like, you know, still not sure on the severity of the Sean Hand. You know, easing easing flowers back in you know, not putting snacks out there until that thing gets handled as well as the offensive guys. You know, I don't need to see too much from most of those guys. So would I like to see them out there a little bit against Houston? I guess, but what I really want to see them is in September. So 
all these banged up injuries, unless they're severe, which a lot of them don't seem to be, if any, I'm really not worried at all. And I think that, you know, it's just time to take care of your players, get them the mental and the practice reps they need and not put them in any harm's way. So putting, as you put them, tackling dummies and other people out there to me just seems like the smart move to do because these meaningless preseason games are just absolute garbage. So I think that uh, I'm not going to be too upset if we don't really see a lot of the Lions players. And if these guys are just getting over some things, because as long as they're ready to rock and roll against Arizona, I'm good with it. Yeah, I'm, uh, I feel you on that. Totally agree. Um, so, you know, let's see what happens with that. Uh, again, I teased it off the top. We're going to take a quick break from our sponsors, but don't go anywhere. We're going to talk all about this preseason game one, all the things Grifka saw, or more likely all the things he hated that he saw. And uh, I'll, I'll definitely serve you guys up some Kool-Aid about maybe some good things I saw as well as things to look forward to. And then you do not want to miss Conrad from Huntsville. So everybody will take a quick break. We'll be right back going on Detroit Kool-Aid listeners by now most of you have probably heard of Reality Sports Online the most powerful fantasy sports platform where owners get to build and manage their fantasy team just like an NFL general manager but the question is have you tried it it's time to go see what all the buzz in the dynasty community is all about I'm talking free agency multi-year contracts a rookie draft multi-team trades franchise tags, contract extensions, first-round rookie options, automated contract and salary cap functionality, and much, much more. Think it sounds complicated? It's not. The best thing about Reality Sports Online Fantasy Front Office is it doesn't take any more time than a standard league. It just requires more strategy. Think you're among the fantasy elite? Well, this is the platform to test your mettle. Still not sure? You can test out your general manager skills for free in a mock free agency auction. If you like what you see, use promo code KOOLAID, one word lowercase, promo code KOOLAID, to receive a 10% discount on your team or league today. Fantasy just got real at realitysportsonline.com. Everybody, we are back. Back in the house, back on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. And like Grifka said, football's back. Preseason week one, I was uh, made the long trip down to Detroit, two, two and a half hours. Uh, you know, met up with my buddy Chops. We went to, uh, I think it was called uh, Patty's uh, down uh, near Greektown area. Had some good grub, uh, enjoyed it. Bunch of laughs, some people watching, hung out. And uh, threw the football around. I mean, had the jerseys on. We're kind of ready to go. And then we got in and we, um, you know, again, ghost town in Ford Field. So instead of going up to my seats, which I love in the end zone uh, there, we actually sat 50-yard line, 10 rows rows up, you know, right to Tom Brady, the greatest of all time, kind of 10 rows in front of us there and warm-ups and all that good stuff. And then all of a sudden, Grifka, the game started and we're like, Oh yeah, this is preseason football. This means nothing. I don't even think that we barely paid attention because there really wasn't much to watch and uh, not too much going on. So uh, it was, it was a football game, I guess, but we played no starters. And let me reiterate before I throw to you, because I know you're going to have some takes. Like I had to, 
I had to talk to all the people on Twitter, Grifka, that are probably hashtag Team Grifka, who were like going on and on about how bad the team looked. They weren't prepared. Oh my gosh, here we go again with this team. Matt Pat, you know, doesn't have these guys ready. Grifka, I had to put like a public service out on Twitter where I said, Lions fans, we weren't starting Stafford, Carrion, Marvin, Kenny. Hawk barely played. Jesse James barely played. Let's go to the defensive side of the ball. Snacks. Uh, I don't know if Aishon, I don't think he was in there. Uh, you know, Flowers isn't playing. You know, none of these guys. Uh, JD's not in. Like, our back end, our uh, Slay's barely out there. Like, what do you expect? I mean, it'd be like going into a, a low-level game in season with none of your players. I mean, how's that going to turn out for you? So people, oh, the depth should have been good, or you played against the New England twos and threes. Like, are you kidding me? Like, like before I go on a big rant, Grifka, I'll just throw it to you. You can talk to the people, and I'll get back on my soapbox later because, you know, we're not out here comparing New England's twos and threes to our twos and threes or, oh, you know, our backup set. Our depth must be terrible. It's preseason game one with a bunch of not one impact player on the football field. Are you kidding me? So go ahead. Yeah, like what uh, what did I always say before? Like when uh, Lions would come back and win a preseason game late in the fourth and just means our crappy players are better than your crappy players. Like you yeah. said, how many of these guys are actually going to be on the roster? So I was more like watching the game just to see who would kind of would stand out for me and see some of the other things like, yeah, this guy looks pretty decent. You know, I wasn't even worried about, you know, you know, the score or, you know, it's more like you just kind of want to see, like you said prior, you, you were just hoping for a clean game. And that's kind of what I was watching for. I would, I don't care if they win or lose these games. And all these people, oh, the team's not prepared. You're going, you know, like you said, that's all trivial. Who, who gives a crap? I mean, I was, I was uh, more watching for some of the players like, like Ty Johnson. I really liked his speed in the game. It's really too bad he had that one. He had that one nice run that was called back because of a hold. And the worst part about it was once I saw him break loose, I'm like, oh, there's the hold. And um, but still, he showed good speed, good vision. I, I really like that. So it really kind of. Can, can we just can we just always preference him as your boy Ty Johnson? I mean, can we do sure. that? Sure, my boy <laughs> okay. Ty Johnson. And so <laughs> All right, hold that. on, hold on before you go, since you're on that play. So we, that play was right by us, and I agree with you. Uh, see, I just turned that, I turned your gimmick phrase on you. I agree with you. Like it was a good run and we were sitting right there and then we saw the flag and we're like, Oh no. And then we saw a guy in the field and we thought it was Ty Johnson. And, uh, you know, we were just like, there goes the rookie. You know, we saw a nice flash. Now he's done for the year. And, uh, unfortunately it was Jermaine curse. Now Grifka, I'm going to leave this up to you. Um, I have a Jermaine curse. Jim Rome, uh, Jay Moore, David Caruso. Do, would you like it, or do you think it would not be proper based on the injury he had? No, go ahead. Do I need to set it up? Do I need to like give you a tagline where you go into it? Seems like the injury on Jermaine Curse was bad, or no, no, no. You, like you, you, you leave these to me. First of all, I want to take two seconds to just explain the David Caruso for those that don't know. So Jay Moore always made a joke where he would. Um, do this funny voice and it would be like a David Caruso line at the end of uh gosh, I don't even know the show like CSI Miami. I think it is where at the end yeah. of the show, they would always pan into David Caruso and he would, he would say something with like an odd pun mixed in. And at the end they would hit the who music. And so Jay Moore would always do it on Jim Rome. And it was just like the funniest thing ever. So everybody out there that has no clue, what I'm going to do is 
um, I'm going to say this line and at the very end, it's going to have a hook, like a type of pun and I'm going to hit the music. So we've done one on the show. This is going to be the second one. I think we're going to continue doing this. Grifka's giving me the okay. Again, this is no disrespect to Jermaine Curse, but I thought of it and uh, he gave me the okay. So we're going to do it. So you ready for this Grifka? Yeah, I'm looking forward to this. Okay. Let's see if I can nail it. So here we go. Well, Griff, Based on that injury, I guess you could say Jermaine is cursed. That's just bad. (laughs) (laughs) You gave me the okay. I didn't know. So, uh, like you say, most of them will be really funny. That's a little tricky because I... I really did feel bad. Like we, we didn't really see the injury, but obviously it was super serious and, uh, you know, going to be season ending and that's some surgery and recover. So, um, you know, wish him all the best. And like say, you know, you got to almost be cursed to, uh, have, you know, basically your first play in a lion's uniform, have somebody roll up the back of your legs. So, um, that, that was my career. So we'll definitely have fun with those on funnier topics, but, uh, I thought that one fit. So, and Grifka gave me the okay, so it's on him if he didn't like it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, continue, Grifka, if you've got more. Uh, the the people are waiting for the negative. I had people texting, tweeting me going, oh, man, I bet Grifka's been blowing up your phone. Oh, man, I bet Grifka was going on and on about this game. I'm like, nope, didn't send me anything, probably because I, I yelled at you so many times last year about don't freaking text me your bull crap. Uh, so you probably know by oh, now that a, I'll block you in a second. A, it's a preseason game, so I'm like, like I said I'm not, you know, really caring about all that. But uh, um, Griffco, you know what we're gonna do on the show this year is like when you start bombarding me with your your negative texts like a minute into the football game, those are gonna be read on the show this year. We're gonna go text by text of your your like just absolute negativity from the the first play of the game all the way to the end, and and enlighten the people on what you put me okay. through sometimes. Okay, I'm, I'm going to start doing just like fence-sitting ones then. Hmm, that play was okay. I'll do stuff like that just so uh, you really – it's so bland that you really don't want to use it. But uh, <laughs> or, you could, or you could say something positive for once or believe in the team during a game. That'd be good. Huh, that nine-yard run looked really good. I'll do stuff like that. So, okay. Um, Continue. I thought, uh, um, I thought uh, Killebrew, you know, making the switch, I thought he was having a decent game as well. Um there was a couple of plays, obviously, in pass coverage. He, you know, still looked behind a couple, two steps too slow, obviously making the transition from defensive back to linebacker. Angles are different, you know, where you break on the ball, so, you know, different. So, but him coming up, he made a couple nice tackles here and there and a few nice plays. So, it's it seemed like, you know, you had mentioned, you know, he's, he's finding a spot on the team more so than just a uh, – a special teams player, but I still think that'll be his big thing. Um, I guess going forward, seeing what he does, you know, if he can continue to improve, um, it can only help him, but I like the way he was playing as well. Um, as for the uh, stuff that would make me pull my hair out during the regular season, that offensive line, the backups, they just look terrible. I mean, you might as well break out the Charles Barkley terrible right there because that was just, that was just bad. Uh, so, Krifka, uh, when you when you call for a sound clip, you got to give me two seconds. So set that up again, and we'll play this live for the people. Do okay. it right this time. Okay. Um, <laughs> as Charles Barkley would say, the offensive line played really 
That's terrible. That's a terrible idea. That's a terrible idea. Man, we've, we've only done like 150 shows. You think you'd you know how to set things up by now? Come on, buddy. Still, uh, yeah. So uh, that that just made me worry a little bit about the death. I mean, I don't think New England was really running any you know great stunts or anything like that on defense that really really tricked them. It's just they were just they were getting beat off the line. Is, is simply what it was. So um, you know, hopefully it's one of those things where. You know, first game jitters, team gets it out of the way, and they, they, they improve some. But the way that uh, the way that offensive line played, and I know the starters played, it looked like they played for maybe like a series or two, and then it was just backups the rest of the way. It's still though. I mean, those and there's a little bit of work, and I realize a lot of those guys aren't going to make the team. But uh, yeah, so some of those backups that we talk about, you know, kind of depending on, they just did not look that good. And the biggest one that kind of stuck out to me was Crosby. So. That uh, that one that one made me worry a little bit more if they're planning on using him as the uh, the swing tackle. So I was weren't uh, wondering about him. Grifka, if they didn't look that good, that's kind of the equivalent to. Yeah, they're not that great. <laughs> uh, I mean, like you say, I just this is like one of your questions on the Friday show where I just look at it and go like. Are, are you people serious right now? Like, is, is this a real thing? Because, I mean, did you expect us to go in 40 to three? Did you expect our, um, you know, Kenny Wiggins to be incredible? I mean, he's Kenny Wiggins. So, like, I looked at this game and just, I really thought nothing of it. Like I say, me and my buddy just yucked it up the whole time and made jokes and hung out. And I haven't even watched the game back, to be honest, because, like, what is it? What's there really to watch? Like, like you said, they they didn't play well, but I didn't really expect them to. I'm not worried about, I'm not like, Oh, we have no depth now. No, it was preseason game one against the, this returning Super Bowl champs who are always deep as could be. I mean, the Patriots could, could give people fits with their twos any day of the week, basically, let alone the first preseason game where no one's in the groove, nobody's playing good. So I just chalked this up to a bunch of nothing. I mean, bright spots I saw, you know, I, I did like the burst, a couple of the plays from your boy, Ty Johnson. Uh, I think that that nice crossing pass to Powell was nice. He kind of showed some quicks and caught the football, got up the field. Um, you know, I mean, other than that, like I say, I didn't really notice uh, much of the game, but I also, other than uh, AO, hold on, I guess I, I, I can't even give him the sound clip. I was about to. I can't give him the sound clip here on game one because, uh, I mean, he couldn't get his head around. He got beat on a couple different plays. You know, there were just plays where the receivers were, um, you know, making catches on us where it just reminded me of years prior where you're kind of in the screen, but you can't find the football. You can't get a hand on the football. You can't even, like, get in the guy's way. So I just chalked it up as a, a bad night kind of from what I saw from AO and just, like, you know, just see what they do in week two. Like to me, the preseason is just started at zero and get better and get better. And then by or first week, of September, be ready to go, you know, and they weren't ready to go last year and they had a terrible preseason last year, but I don't expect four terrible games or um, them to show up week one and just have no chance. You know, I don't, I don't see that happening. So, you know, uh, I chalk this up as really a nothing football game, nothing to worry about. I still like our, our starters. I still like our too deep depth. And I, I think like with any football team, once you get past the first couple guys, it's it's not going to look too pretty. You know, that that is what it is. 
Yeah, so. exactly. Those guys are at that depth of the depth chart for a reason. I mean, we always say if you know if this guy's starting or playing, you know the Lions are in real trouble, and that's just you know that's just how it goes. I mean, there's guys out there. I mean, yeah, I understand like the rookies and the undrafted guys. I mean, like you, you brought up Ao. I mean, it's his first real game against pros. I mean, everybody's everybody's good in the pros. So even even like those second and you know you know third team guys. So I could see yeah I can see why he struggled a little bit. I mean you know the lights are on even though it's a preseason game. I mean, yeah, he played at Penn State in front of you know 100,000 people, but still, it's pro ball. Everybody's faster, you know. Everybody on the everybody on the field was the best of the best on their team. So, yeah, I'm sure you know he's going to improve. I mean, he's he's going to be you know what we thought he would be, you know. So I'm not too worried about him. And um, like I said, all those guys we're watching, anyways, we're not going to come see him Sunday. So no big deal. I love how you almost went. Uh, you almost went Denny Green there. He, he is. <laughs> they are who we thought they were, and we let them off the hook. <laughs> I couldn't do the, the full podium hit, but that was classic. Yeah, that's kind of like the. Uh, uh, that's like the go-to soundbite for a lot of stuff like like that. Oh yeah, we're get we're getting that on the soundboard. You just remind me, so we'll have to get that. But uh, yeah, Grifka, there there's not much else to say. So let's let's keep this thing moving. So preseason week one in the books. You know, we talked about injuries. We talked about the new backup quarterback, you know, the lions are down in Houston We're recording here on a Wednesday evening. And uh, we'll be talking all about kind of what we've heard from the practices as well as leading into game two on the Friday show. But uh, Grifka, we got a call this week from a certain caller that's been on the show. It's a uh, Conrad from Huntsville, Alabama, big lions fan. I mean, you know, the name, you know, his, his, uh, his calls, like, he had a little something to say to you. I mean, you ready to hear this and, and, and get your retort? I mean, I, I'd like a little, uh, not only Griff rant, but a little energy once uh, once you hear this call. So, you ready to do this? Uh, yeah, I guess. Let's see what he has to say. <laughs> I guess. You better bring better than that. So, people uh, strap in, enjoy this call, and then let's see if Griff can actually bring some lumber back or if he just uh, – if he just curls up. So let's let's see what Conrad had to say. Here we go. Hi now. It's your boy Conrad down here in Huntsville, Alabama. Now here's the thing. Typically when I call in, I say hashtag team Grifka. But I got some news for you, old Grifsky. I'm not hashtag team Grifka no more. I heard you talking about the Macy Dixie line and all them down in Alabama with them mobile homes. And I'm not happy with you, young young fella. I'll tell you that right now. Second thing is here, here, old Grifsky, is that how are you going to sit there and predict that the team's going to go 12 and 4 and then you just complain for 35 to 45 minutes about how bad the team practiced? Take a side, Grifsky. Stop going back and forth, you waffle maker. <laughs> Don't think I didn't forget about you, old Oprah. You what? just mad at that podcast because that pap picked them over you. I can't help y'all no more. I can't do it. It's your boy Conrad, calling from Huntsville, Alabama, and I'm out. Peace. Oh my goodness, Grifka! If that's not a moment in the show, I mean that—that that is by far the best call to the DKC listener line. We had people call in and talk draft. We had people bring the heavy lumber. We've had people attack me and you. We've had people praise the show. Conrad from Huntsville, Alabamski has an issue with Grifsky. What do you got to say, old waffle maker? <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, well, first of all, you know, I want I want to start off by saying, hey, thanks for the call, Conrad. Glad you're still listening, and uh, glad glad big uh, big take call. big fan. Yeah, and uh, once again, just want to remind everybody that that call line is nine eight nine two seven two three four eight four. So if you ever feel like dropping us a line, text, even leaving a call like our buddy Conrad. Once again, call or text at nine eight nine. Two seven two three four eight four. So I would love to get more calls like that. So, anyways, um, once again, you know, yeah, I'm talking about the Mason Dixon. I'm so glad I could educate somebody from Alabama on that, you know, because they realize they are in the South. And you know, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure he's, you know, being from Huntsville, he's probably a big, you know, University of Alabama fan. You know, you know, good Roll for him. Hot, you know, baby. exactly. You know, uh, you know, getting into the University of Alabama is like qualifying for the Roll ninth hot, grade here baby. in the North. So. Uh, you know, congratulations. I'm sure your I'm sure your degree, you know, that you picked up, you know, when you picked up your happy meal is pretty you know, when you're pulling your trailer park through the uh, drive through, you know, um Roll tide, baby. Yeah, I mean, yeah, roll tide, man. But Griffka, let's let's have a roll tide off between you and Conrad. Here you go. Here's Conrad. Roll tide, baby. And now you. Roll damn tide. There. Roll tide, baby. <laughs> Go again. <laughs> Go again. Roll damn tide. One more. Roll tide, baby. Roll damn tide. <laughs> Conrad wins. Okay, continue. Okay. But, um, yeah, of course I'm going to waffle on that. I want the team to do well, so I go out there to practice, and I see a bunch of, you know, you know, offensive linemen, you know, Jeff Backus slash Taylor Decker getting blown up, you know, watching him just getting pushed around like he's on skates, watching, you know, um, you know, Chalani Tavai, you know, take the same head fake juke and James White just like running by him, you know. Yeah, stuff like that worries Struggling. It really puts my 12 and 4 prediction, you know, makes me worry when I see stuff like that. When these are guys that we're depending on, we're depending on for this team to be successful. I mean, that's a left tackle and like your second round draft pick that's supposed to be, you know, stalwarts, you know, you know, they're supposed to be there to help you get there. I mean, we can't depend on, you know, uh, you know, just the the offensive line being lackluster, you know, Taylor Decker needs to play better. And so, yeah, it worries me when I go to practice and I see stuff like that, especially when it's 90 degrees out there and some dude is sweating through his blue shirt that he had to go get a rocket mortgage T-shirt and change out, especially when I'm sitting next to a 98-year-old lady. I'm surprised she didn't pass out. I'm glad she left early simply because I was worried about her. I was really worried about her. And especially when it's that hot out at practice and I need to go grab a bottle of lukewarm water for me and Derek, you know, So, yes. So um, I'm sorry if something happened to your your uh, your mobile home as you were going through the drive through to pick up some rallies and as you picked up your uh, college degree, you know, along with your Happy Meal. So uh, but I appreciate the call once again. And Conrad, feel free to call in again. I mean, you know the number, but it's 989-272-3484. And um, wait, hold on. It's calling from Huntsville. Are you on a cell phone or like is that a Campbell soup can that you know, string it to dial in with or wait or do you have to wait to call till like after nine o'clock at night where long distance rates are cheaper i'm just trying to figure that out let, let, let me get that so uh, but i do appreciate the call thanks conrad 
All right, Grifka, listen up, you waffle maker. Uh, I think Conrad called you out where he basically said, you come on this show. And what I love is you, like the people know now that you are um, mostly negative about our team. You call out every little nuance, like you're some type of, you know, Vince Lombardi mixed with Bill Belichick that you have any clue or that everybody should be perfect. And then, and then, so you rag on them and you call out, oh, we don't have this, we don't have that. Then every year we do the season predictions and, and, and your lollipops and butterflies, you got them at 12 and four, just like I do. So, so which is it waffle maker? Like, I mean, I, I think it's a good call out by Conrad. And like you said, who, who are you to make fun of the Macy Dixie line? I mean, you, you went on some big diatribe the other day and he started talking about pilgrims and all the types of other stuff. And I had to drop this on you. So obviously, like, we didn't like that call by you about flipping back and forth. Oh, the Lions are no good. Oh, 12 and 4. Lions are no good. Oh, man, I think they got a chance to make a deep run in the playoffs. And then you're over here talking about the Washington being in the South, the Mason-Dixon line, the Pilgrims. That's not a good call. But you know what it is a good call? You know what is a good call, Grifka? This right here. Hey, now. It's your boy Conrad <laughs> down here in Huntsville, Alabama. Now, here's the thing. Typically, when I call <laughs> in, I say hashtag Team Grifka. No more hashtag but Team Grifka. I got Grifka. some news for you, old Grifsky. Listen up, I'm not Grifsky. hashtag Team Grifka no more. I heard you talking about the Macy Dixie line. How you going to do that? down in Alabama, them mobile homes. And I'm not happy with you, young, young fella. Yeah, I'll young tell fella. You that right now. Second thing is here, here, old Grifsky. Listen up, Grifsky. How are you going to sit there and predict that the team's going to go 12, 12 and, and four, 4, and then you just complain for 35 to 45 minutes about how bad the team practiced? Take a side, Grifsky. Stop going back and forth, you waffle maker. <laughs> Don't think I didn't forget about you, old Oprah. Oh, You're come on. You just that podcast because that Pat picked them over you. I can't help y'all no more. I can't do it. <laughs> this is your boy Conrad, calling from Huntsville, Alabama, and I'm out. Peace. Now, now, Conrad, I'm glad I played that a second time because I did forget you took a shot at me. So, again, I hate to say this every time you call up the show, but it's really not okra. It's okri, and you can get at me at Derek Okri, D-E-R-E-K-O-K-R-I-E on Twitter, first of all. Conrad, you got a Twitter, right? I don't know. We'll check that out later. But secondly, so you called me out about me bitching that uh, those guys were on the pardon my take and how awkward it was with Matt Pat. Like, I guarantee, guarantee that if Matt Pat was on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast, not only would it have been a better interview, but he would have enjoyed it a lot more than with those uh, um, absolute, uh, since we're using the skis today, those bum skis. So we got Griff Ski and those bum skis. So, like, I mean, yeah, Matt Pat hasn't been on yet. I mean, hopefully one day he will. But uh, that was a terrible podcast. And we all know that you don't even get podcasts, Conrad. So I don't even know how you hear our our uh, call. I'm not going to take, uh, you know, cheap shots at you across the board like Grifka did. I mean, I'm sure you got a beautiful home, you know, does it, does it move? Uh, I'm not going to say, you know, uh, it, your phone I'm sure is wonderful. I mean, I doubt very highly that you need a, one of those uh, calling cards as Griffin insinuated where you dial the number and then it lets you dial more than just down the street. I doubt that's the case. And uh, like I say, you're uh 
your your I'm sure your chiclets are all in place. I mean, uh, you, I'm sure you're just a wonderful person, Conrad. We love you calling the show. So keep those coming. As Grifka said, I don't need to say the number again. He did two amazing promos, and everybody out there just to realize. Those are like the first two promos Grifka's ever done on a show. So like he's actually starting to pull some weight. He's, he, he knows the number, which is a first step. He said it twice, which was awesome and a good promo. So that means Grifka, as long as me, who's always been promoting it, wants you to call the show. We want you to call the show. We want you to have a great take like Conrad. We want you to um, give us feedback. We want you to mostly attack Grifka for his horrible takes on the show and compliment me and the show in general. So if you want to do that, we'd love to have you. You know the number. Grifka, yeah. do you have anything else for the people? Uh, nope. <laughs> oh, man. Fun, short show. Um, hopefully this sounded okay. We actually did have some crazy technical difficulties that we just could not get around, but uh, we had to record a different way to get this out to the Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers here on a uh, late Wednesday, Thursday. So everybody enjoy this show. Thought that was an epic call. And like I say, Lions played game one of the preseason. Who cares? Like week two, hopefully they have some good practices in Houston and have a good football game over the weekend. And we'll talk all about it uh, this Friday and head into next week right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. So take care, everybody. We're out. Drink it in, man.